be all together here in one place. Amen. Thank the Lord that He's bringing some normalcy back. Uh, our passage is 1 Corinthians 15, 39. And in the Blue Bible, which you use in that one, it's page 1064. Pascal has been teaching us the fact or the truth of the resurrection of Christ. This truth is referenced in 1 Corinthians 15, 12 through 14. It says, Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? Then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, and our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. So the resurrection of Christ is absolutely true. And by the resurrection of Christ, it makes the resurrection of a believer's body absolutely true. All bodies will be raised. Believers will be raised in glory, and unbelievers will be raised in condemnation. So today we're going to be learning how the resurrection of our bodies happened and what our bodies will possibly look like. God is a God of order, so there will be a process which our resurrection will take place. But what our new bodies will look like, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly. But our passage today in 1 Corinthians 15, 35 through 49 will give a give us a little give us a little hint. So I'm gonna read uh, read our passage for today. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish person, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps a wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for the star differs from star and glory. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, and it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there, also, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam 
Jesus became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spirit that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust, and the second man is from heaven. As was the man of dust, also are those who are of the dust. And as, and as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. I and I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would come into this place and open the ear, open our ears so that we can hear. And Father, we just, we ask that you would bless us in, with this word. And I ask, Lord, that you would take control of my tongue so that the words come from my mind will bless your people and glorify your name. Amen. Amen. Verse 35 begins with two questions. How are the dead raised and with what kind of body do they come? These two, these were two questions that the Corinthians were seeking to answer, just like there's a lot of Christians that want to know the answer to this. And I think that the Corinthians were curious because they had been listening to the Sadducees that did not believe in the resurrection of the body. And here Paul was teaching them that there is a resurrection. Jesus is resurrection. And I don't think it's anything wrong wrong with being curious, but I think Paul, as we go on, is letting us know that it's the resurrection we need to be thinking about. Paul starts off with saying, you foolish person, don't you understand? Look at your garden. My, my paraphrase. When you sow a seed, it must die in the ground before it can live and grow. I just, not what, two weeks ago, my wife wanted some blue <laughs> morning glories. So I got everything all fixed up, put me a trellis up, and all that and planted those and, and put the seed in there and that seed has nothing, it doesn't look anything like the, the plant that has come up. But, but we all know that it's recognizable as morning boards. And so that's the way it's going to be with us. When you sow a seed, it must die in the ground before it can live and grow. When our bodies die, it is planted in the ground where it will, where it will decay. It'll go back to dust. It came from dust, it'll go back to dust. At our resurrection, God will give us a new body like He wants us to have, as He does with the plants. Our bodies, right now, is all sitting in here and inside of my voice. We are, we are going to be the seed to that spiritual body. And it's written in verse 39, not, for not all flesh is the same, for 
But there is one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. That means that humans, animals, birds, and fish all have different kinds of flesh, but it's all their flesh is suitable for the earthly environment for which they live. We were kind of a little funny walking around in scales, wasn't we? <laughs> but uh, in verse 40, it says, These are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is of one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another. There's one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. Well, the star differs from star in glory. It starts out Paul was using our garden to let us know. Now he's moved to astrology. Uh, Paul is saying that there are, are and will be bodies in heaven just like there are bodies on earth. But right now, the only body that is in heaven is Jesus. The heavenly body has a glory of its own, and the earthly body has a glory of its own. Some translations translate glory as splendor or beauty. There is a different beauty between the heavenly body and the earthly body, just as the sun, the moon, the stars have different beauty. Just as the sun, the moon, the stars have different size and brightness, so shall we be. The sun is big and brighter than the moon. The moon is, is not quite as bright, but it's brighter than the stars. And each star has a different size and looks different. And so that's, that's the way we're going to be. It is the same with the dead who are raised to life. The body that is planted will ruin and decay. But it is raised to a life that cannot be destroyed. When the body is planted, it is without honor, but it is raised in glory. When the body is planted, it is weak, but when it is raised, it is powerful. The body that is planted is a physical body. When it is raised, it is a spiritual body. I'm sure that everybody in here has experienced pain, sickness, and all that, and which makes our body weak. If you if you're laying in bed sick, you're weak. But we're gonna be raised with a body that is strong and powerful, with no sickness, no disease, no tears, and nothing like that. But you know, when our bodies feel frail, sick and all that, we can thank God about, thank God for the resurrection of our souls, of our bodies. There's a physical body, and there's also a spiritual body. It is written in the scriptures, the first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, Jesus, became a spirit that gives life. 
Spirit did not come first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. The first man, Adam, came from the dust of the earth. The second man, Jesus, came from heaven. People who belong to the earth are like the first man of earth, Adam. But those people who belong to heaven are like the man of heaven, Jesus. So, there's not going to be a spiritual body for us unless there's a natural body. So, we are the natural body. When we die, and we are planted and put into the grave, and we, at resurrection time, we're going to have that spiritual body that Jesus has promised. Verse 49 says, Just as we were made like the man of earth, so we will also be made like the man of heaven. So we're going to be made not like the man of heaven, which is Jesus. What, is, what was Jesus like after his resurrection? He was recognizable. He could be touched. And he could eat. Luke chapter 7, 20, chapter 24, 36 recorded 3 tells us how Jesus looked when he appeared to his disciples. Jesus himself stood right in the middle of them and said, Peace be with you. In, chapter, in John chapter 20, John says that the doors were locked and he appeared so to me that means he he didn't knock and he didn't say hello somebody I'm out here let me in you know he just he was just there they were fearful and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost but Jesus said why are you troubled why do you doubt what you see Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. Because a ghost does not have the living body that you see I have. After Jesus said this, he showed them his hands and feet. While they still could not believe it because they were amazed and happy, Jesus said to them, Do you have any food here? They gave him a piece of broiled fish. And while the followers watched, Jesus took the fish and ate it. So that tells me that's what we're going to be in heaven. Amen. We're going to be recognizable. We're going to be able to eat. We're going to be able to touch, be touched. And, I mean, this might be off the wall or anything, but. I don't think you, we're going to have any hindrances if we want to go into another room. We don't need, we won't need a door. <laughs> you know, but I mean, Jesus did. Philippians 3.21 says, By his power to rule all things, he will change our humble bodies and make them like his own glorious body. 
like I said before, we'll be recognizable. We'll be able to be touched. We'll be able to eat. And I got what I'm about to say came from the Westminster Catechism. I, I had never heard of it. Maybe some of you have. But it, it says at the, record, at the resurrection, Christ will immediately rise up in glory always. And the believer's soul will be reunited with his body, which will be fitted to be with God in the new heavens, the new earth, where righteousness has its own. I think what God is showing us in this passage is, you know, it's, it's, it's all right to wonder what we're going to look like how all this stuff is going to happen. But I think God is showing us that it, it's the resurrection that's important. I mean, if we trust Jesus, it doesn't really matter how all this is going to happen or what we're going to look like. We're just going to be with Jesus, right? So that's why I think, you know, the resurrection is really the core of the gospel. Because without the resurrection, none of this is what we're doing today of we of having faith and trust. It would be it would be happening. We we couldn't stand up stand around and say, Wow man, you know, I'm I'm forgiven. I'm free. I'm gonna be with Jesus. None of that would happen if it hadn't been for the resurrection. The chapter has been, this whole chapter, chapter 15, has been talking to believers. So, if you're an unbeliever, or you've been back, backslidden, within the sound of my voice, I want you to hear, today is the day of salvation. God loves you and wants you to be with him for eternity. John 3, 16 through 18 says, God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him may not be lost but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to judge the world guilty but to save the world through him. People who believe in God's Son are not judged guilty. Those who do not believe have already been judged guilty because they have not believed in God's one and only Son. So today I pray that if you're an unbeliever or backslidden or just feel like you, that your salvation is not what it feels like it ought to be. I pray that you would see your need for Jesus and repent of your sins. Change the way you think. Stop thinking as the world thinks and think as God thinks. Put your mind on God. And I pray that you would ask Jesus to forgive you and be your Lord and Savior this day. Amen. I know this is
time short, but I'm, I'm kind of a person that's to the point. Don't have a lot to say when I say it. I'm, <laughs> but anyway, Father, we want to thank you for this word this morning. I pray, Lord, that, that the people have heard and settled in their heart that, that they need Jesus. Father, I, I pray, Lord, that each and every one that's within the sign of my voice would be was, was blessed by this word. And that we would go act from this place a different person than what we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, it's time for the Lord's Supper. What we're going to do, like we've been doing for the last couple weeks, is uh, I'm going to start here at this table, and each family come up and get the bread and the wine. Thank you. 